this is Brianna Chi here, and today, to, on today's podcast, this is, I believe, our last podcast for the Changing Majorities um, like uh, class. <laughs> so today, we will be addressing the following um, so, common themes in readings, how is diversity slash multiculturalism presented throughout the readings? Does multiculturalism take on, take on a new light when compare and contrast the readings? And comparing the readings, what new re- revelations have you come to? So, I am Brianna Chi. I am an 18-year-old Chinese-American female residing in Pleasanton, California, who attends San Jose State University. <laughs> So, you are listening to Breeze Green Tea. For new listeners, the reason why I chose Breeze Green Tea as my uh, podcast title is because, one, my name is Brianna. Breeze kind of a short nickname for uh, Brianna because Brianna is a handful to say, so Breeze a little bit shorter. And then Green Tea to give a sort of a ethnic... Uh, flavor and also I like green tea and um, for listeners of the podcast um, you guys could be sipping on your green tea and uh, hearing the quote-unquote tea or you know how you know how a person oh, I specifically a person um, respond to these prompts that are given to me by my professor um, I also happen to be drinking green tea right now. Usually when I do these podcasts, I'm sipping on green tea. So, Breeze Green Tea. There you go. That's kind of the gist of why I call my podcast Breeze Green Tea. So, start the segment. Let's start. Okay, okay. Uh, By the way, it's like finals week. So, if my voice sounds a little bit dead, um, just pretty stressed from finals week coming up and final exam and stuff instead so common themes in readings the common themes i've noticed in readings is just race and culture and ethnicity and how it plays a role in society i honestly i was obviously uh, i obviously knew that there's such thing i knew about the concept of race ethnicity and cultures but i didn't realize how much of a role it actually takes in our society. Um, I just noticed that a lot of people in these readings, they, they face oppression, they face discrimination. And I guess I'm lucky that, mm, I don't know if I never had it, but I think it's just like you grew up with it and it just becomes normalized to you. So you don't think it's that bad, but it's all perspective. It's all subjective. When you hear other people's experiences that aren't necessarily yours, you're like, wow, I can connect to that. And I never thought it was quote unquote unjust or not equal. That just, I thought that was just how it was. Throughout the readings, we, we, it's usually minorities stories and Usually there's a problem and conflict that's presented or a sort of 
revelation that they realize like wow race really played a role in this type of scenario that happened this outcome that actually happened I definitely as sad to say I didn't think much about race or ethnicity before this class before the rings that we had, before discussions that we had with Professor E, I definitely did not think about race as complex as I did now. It's so weird, especially with my American Studies class. Um, it kind of ties in, like from right from the get go, you kind of you kind of see how much race plays a factor with oppression, with the with class. Like white people have always been at the top. They started, like, for example, when they first discovered, like, Europeans first discovered America, told Native Americans, white people, I don't know, they had this, well, Europeans, sorry, European people had this type of notion that their culture is superior and that they need to, quote, unquote, save, save this savage species that they came across, which were the Native Americans. Um... But diversity and multiculturalism presented throughout the readings. Like I said, it's presented through um, through problems that or revelations that people realize or that happened, like outcomes that occurred because of their race, because of their identity, because of just how they look. Comparing and contrasting the multiculturalism. Um, during the readings. So the readings that we've had in this class, comparing and contrasting them, they all have different scenarios in the sense like ones, for example, um, like the very first prompt we had is just kind of like your own personal narrative, like how did you come across it? Reading the book, we read how that character characters come across it. And then also in the reading that we had recently with Professor E with the articles, you know, it's, um, it's like more of a formal type of way of how um, about race, like research, the research articles that were presented to us, a novel and personal narratives. These are all um, ways that we, these are all tools that we use to expand our horizon, horizons of what race is. Um, it's just you get all aspects looking at all of them you get all aspects you get personal narratives you get so it's like kind of um I don't want to say informal but it's definitely from it's more contemporary from people of your peers that you know you see and you kind of um interact with a book from an author so it's you're getting a story from a professional storyteller and then you get the research which is more of a scientific nonfiction. I mean they're all nonfiction, but more of like besides the novel like it could be like um the fiction but like realistic fiction I don't know but the um research article is just a lot more formal and present formally presented with statistics um it just makes me realize that multiculturalism can be is an aspect that's not just like a social problem but it can but it's also a problem 
like not um discrimination that people face isn't just like people how people feel but with statistics that we saw last week and last week with the research articles we were able to oh two weeks ago we were able to see that multiculturalism and discrimination that minorities face um it actually does play a role uh statistically there is a role with like you know test scores people you know the percentage of I mean, the demographics in like specific colleges like you see that I kind of already touched upon this but new revelations that I've come to I just never realized that race was such a big issue I never really realized it because the area that I live in is pretty I would say peaceful for the most part yeah I was subjected to a bunch of racism because I grew up in Pleasanton California which is a um more white dominated um area but I like I said I thought that was just the norm I thought it's just how it was gonna be like if anything I like would make jokes about oh myself being Asian because I just thought it was the norm and I was kind of okay with it and complacent but I realize how much of a as I grow up I realize I start seeing I start valuing myself and seeing myself lesser than white people <laughs> um personal experience here um especially like when I'm friends with when I'm around white people like a group of white people I feel like I need to put my best self forth I feel like I need to dress well I feel like I need to quote-unquote be perfect because in order to prove myself like hey I fit in I belong here and to also I have this preconceived notion that I need to impress these white people and if I when I'm assimilated I feel like wow I'm the quote-unquote token Asian I'm I'm the minority that's the outlier. I'm special. These white people like me. It's so crazy that since from like the beginning of times, like that white people have always met the top just because they're the one who kind of inflicted, um, you know, abuse to other races. For example, Native Americans, African, Native Americans, Africans, Asians. It's like we're all living under the social construct that they created. And I didn't realize that until college started. Like Native American, like I'm talking about Native Americans a lot, but I'm, that's what I'm wearing in my American studies class. So in my American studies class, Native Americans, they didn't have just two genders, for example. They had people who could be both genders and they actually did not, they were not a patriarchal society. They were a matriarch society. But when Europeans saw this, they were like, they were flabbergasted. They were like, this is not how it's supposed to be. But who are they to judge? Who are they to say that this is not how it's supposed to be? Who told them that what they were doing was was right? Native Americans probably saw what they were doing. They're thinking like, wow, they're patriarchal. So that's weird. And they only have two genders. That's weird. But you don't see Native Americans being outraged and feeling that they need to control these white people I and mean, Europeans sorry explain my please um forgive my uh terms for this Europeans they didn't feel the need to quote unquote save them and 
kind of conform them to their society. They didn't do any of that. They didn't wreck cultures. They didn't do any of that stuff. Enslave people. Enslave enslave people. They didn't do any of that. So what made white people... What made Europeans want to do this? What made Europeans feel like that they needed to do this? What gave them that power? that, That... what gave them that right? That I guess that's just like kind of what I realized. That's what I question ever since this class, even if, ever since that I've enrolled in this class and ever since I, you know, learned in my American studies. What gave Europeans the right to think that they were the most ultimate? What? Like, what gave them that ego, that notion? Like, that's what I question. (sighs) It's just, ever since beginning of times, it's just kind of how our society ran. But at the same time, if you think about the structure that we're given from the social construct that Europeans have created. It's made things more organized, I, I guess, that more organized, not as complex. Because now you see people who are trying to fight this. And I definitely see where they're coming from. But it creates a lot of confusion and a lot of quote-unquote chaos. Because there's so much gray area now. Whereas before, everything was kind of more like concrete. There weren't too many, um, quote-unquote, outliers, I guess. People who thought outside of the social constructs. But now, as time and time is going on more, well, especially now in, I guess, my generation, it's it's different. <laughs> So many people think differently. And again, tying back to American studies class, like Abraham Lincoln said, a house cannot, um, was it a house? Yeah, a house divided itself cannot stand. I think that is something that can be very much applied to right now. So many people think differently. And us as a nation, there's so many opposing views, people who are conservative, people who are liberal, people who are in the middle. Um, there's nothing wrong with people thinking differently. Everyone is a child of their own opinion. But I feel like the way that we approach it is just so aggressive and it will kind of tear our nation apart. I, uh, I don't know. Maybe this is just very dramatized. But but seeing how history before ran, where it's like, you know, the Confederacy, the South, they were very um, pro-slavery, while the North and slash Union, they were very, um, they, were, uh, they wanted to abolish slavery, and it caused, like, civil war. Obviously, I don't think that will happen, because Slavery was such a hot topic back then. It just stirred so much controversy um, that it went to that point. But 
it's just kind of like kind of similar sense that I guess I'm mentioning this because it's just the division that we have within our country with so many people so many thinkings it's like we're having war within ourselves where we should we're a nation we should be you we should be united there should be unity we should be a strong unit but it feels like there's a bunch of little subgroups within our country within our country not just socially but politically as well so i guess my question is how is that function how are things going to be done when people have such different ideals and views of the world also what's kind of like the limit where people's views are so different when like is it going to start affecting like our laws start like how is it going to start affecting our laws like how are things going to be done when, when people think so differently when there's so many different outlooks so many different perspectives at that point Shouldn't it be like, okay, each country has their own way of running? Like, if you think this way, this way, this way. Like, go to, you belong in, like, you know, that type of country, that group. Like, is do you think we should make our country smaller and whoever thinks a certain way can live in that country, the other way lives in another country? But at the same time, like, will there be wars then within these countries? I don't know. Now I'm just like going so, 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 so overboard and like overthinking. But I definitely think, like I said, I haven't, I've never thought about race in the way that I did before this class, before my American States, before college even started, before you, I went to the San Jose State, I never thought about race the way that I did. I didn't even think it was a, like that big of a factor, that, that big of a, identity of who I was and a big deal but man epiphanies left and right epiphanies from the first day of class August 15th it's crazy and I can't believe I've grown this much in three months and I th I'm thinking the way that I am thinking in three months like I was like a nonchalant I still am nonchalant but I would say like I'm definitely more aware <laughs> um especially with the traveling that definitely helps too because you get your more you're just new cultures and you're like, wow, my country does not run the way that you guys do. And, you know, socially, we don't run the way, politically, we don't run the way that you do. But oh, it's crazy. I can't believe this is the end. This is my last podcast for this class. Who knows if I'll keep going. Like, this is actually pretty fun just talking. I like it. But dang. can't believe this is near the end of the semester. My first semester of college, isn't that exciting? <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited to, for everything that's going to happen, the new experiences I'm going to have, the new type of ideals. Uh, maybe my mor morals will turn. I don't know. We'll see what happens. College is the time of learning and the time of, you know, a lot of epiphanies and changing perspectives and just evolving and changing and hopefully getting better and improving <laughs> but i want to thank you professor e for the if you listen this far i want to thank you for you know being a really cool professor and chill professor sad you know about the circumstances that happened that kind of made our class a little unconventional this semester but I'm very thankful for this class 
and I hope you continue teaching and I want to take future classes with you. Um, wishing the best for you and your family, especially your child <laughs> and your wife as well. Um, have a good winter break, Professor. And also, anyone listening, have a great, great, great happy holiday uh, holiday season. Happy holidays. Wish you happy holidays out. <laughs> but um, I'll see you next year, maybe. Or who knows? This is the end of Breeze Green Tea. And yeah, I gotta save for my finals. <laughs> but uh, see you next time. Bye.